is a podcast where we play Judge Judy. Dun, dun. Dungeons and Dragons with each other. Don Jones and Dragons. and That's right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes. I am your Dungeon Master, and my name is Paul. And tonight, I'm joined by one, two, three, four, five, five friends of mine. Hey, guys, this is Jeremy, and I play Blaze Blightwood. I'm Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And I play Judge Judy. No. That's John Cena. Say your idea. Close enough. Joseph Stormbright. Joseph. I'm Alan, and I play Brackles and Yeltius. Don't you ever forget. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Professor Margaret Cavendish. I'm Zach, and I play Chris. Keeps rocks in socks. All right, so we are back. For our fifth season, Baby. Make Believe Heroes. And are the boys front. are back in town. The boys <laughs> the, are back in town. There are some interesting things going on. We're going to get to that here in just a moment. But first. But first. We have a, we have a lot of reviews and a lot of uh, shout outs to give. So I'm going to give a couple of those. Uh, we're gonna give our we're gonna give these reviews butts first. Uh, hold on a second. Before I do that, let me just say thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank you for uh, being patient during our break patient uh, thank now, you for being patience we are ready to march on to our inevitable deaths it's true yours we love peace and we're happy to have you along on this journey with us and so we're going to give a shout out to one of our patrons one of our friends who supported us on patreon.com slash make believe heroes actually this patron was recently featured in a champions uh session a couple champions episodes uh, nice. Where we descended into the hells once more. Roberto Molina. Roberto. Roberto. Hey, boy. You are the man. Not to be confused with uh, Roberto Ghirardelli. May he rest in peace. The chocolate company. It's so sad. We got a couple five-star reviews to read. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it live on the show. This one is actually from way back in 2020. Uh, and it's called Awesome, but A-W-S-O-M. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, from Middle-Aged DM. This is all the way from Canada. And hey. it says, this is an amazing podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should get on that. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to it, then go and listen to it. Nice. If you're hearing this review, then you have. <laughs> but thank you for I haven't the, the listened kind to review. It. And here comes a second short <gasps> five-star review entitled, Wow. 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 From wow. Canada. Wow. Also from Canada. And back in 2021. Hmm. Parrot Thing. <laughs> from Parrot Thing. Nice. Absolutely great podcast. Been listening for... Now, I don't really understand this. <laughs> Been listening for a few minutes nags now and just loves it. And just love it. So I don't I feel like that's a typo. No. Been listening for a while, they say. Some extended period of time, they've been they listening. They meant what they said. Awesome. They just what they love meant. it. Thank you so much and keep it up. We are hoping to keep it up and we're, tr thank you so much, Parrot Thing, for that five star review. 
we're going to talk about some some Dungeons and Dragons now. Y'all ready to do that? Yeah. Let's do it. No. And to commemorate, I shall roll the giant blue d20. <gasps> do it. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. You ready, Zach? <gasps> no. What's it going to be? Let's go. Oh. It's a I don't two. Know if that's that's not good. That's a oh, two. No. First roll of the season. That's great. You're definitely gonna. We're all we're gonna, gonna die. die. What are y'all talking about? Bye. I thought that was good for us. That's a good roll for us. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it backwards. Sometimes. Sometimes. This is true. This means that Paul's gonna do terrible, and we're gonna do great. Let's talk about what happened last time on Dragon Ball Z. On Schmake Believe Heroes. Schmake Believe. Schmake Believe Heroes. Last time, Brackle finally did it. He made it to Venthaven. And arriving in the city of Venthaven, he found out that, well, things are locked down pretty tight over here. <laughs> you know, as Brackle communed with his old friends, Saul and Kjorg, uh, he headed toward the city itself, trying to make his way toward the governess to see how that he can help to stop the machinations of the Unchained. But he found that the city was on lockdown. They weren't allowing people in or out of Venthaven without proper identification and reason for being there. Just as he thought that maybe he wasn't going to be allowed inside, he was rescued by one of the mage clerics from the Temple's Alberstone. Her name was Hilna. Hjalmar? She escorted Brackle to the tower, the White Tower at the center of Venthaven, where is held the Elder Conclave. And there he ascended and was met with two acquaintances, new acquaintances. One, Professor Margaret Cavendish, and another keeps rocks and socks himself. As Hilna made her goodbyes, giving Brackle a subtle warning, they were ushered into the chamber of the Elder Conclave, where they also met one Joseph Stormbright. Very exciting. As the governess began to relay her need for the four of them, a fifth member arrived, a scarred, very serious-looking <laughs> elf by the name of Blaze Blightwood. And as Blaze entered the chamber, she summoned forth a gateway from the Lantern of Provalian itself and beckoned him to step inside. Blaze, you step forward and water lightly splashes beneath your feet as you find yourself standing atop a crystal smooth ocean, clear blue skies, and the water beneath your feet still is glass. Everything is silent except for the distant cawing of the gulls. And you hear footsteps as someone approaches. Turning to your right, you see a figure. She is resplendent. Somehow both made of light, but also not. At first, your eyes have trouble adjusting, but then they do. And as they do, you see quite possibly the most beautiful woman that has ever existed. Tall and slender, her hair falls down her back, is brushing lightly across the still ocean floor. Her hair is cerulean blue like the clearest ocean. Her form is pristine like perfect lines, thin and graceful. 
She's adorned with a long robe of many colors which shift in the light, sparkling like stars of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Her eyes shift in color like the waves of the ocean, and her voice flows like the song of the southern winds. Blaze is uh, very much taken aback. Also, I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. In my description I wrote down, dude has green hair. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. He's not blonde. He's got Ooh. green hair. Well, you can change anyway, it. Anyway, that's, that's fine. fine. It's green. It's green. green. It's green. Green hair. Is you related to Miles? Blaze is uh, cautious. He he turns towards her and kind of knowing to a degree mm-hmm. that he's speaking to either an avatar or to a god. Uh, you know. You know who it is. You have no doubt. He's very quickly going to take a knee and bow his head towards her. My lady, I am humbled to see you face to face. Welcome, Blaze, my child. And she walks up and places a hand on your shoulder. You may rise. He stands up and looks her in the eyes. Let me look at you. She takes her hand and she traces along many of the scars on your exposed arm. Okay. You have borne many wounds, my child. Every wound was worth receiving. I understand, my child. And I am sure you are wondering why you are here. And you must return to your new allies. There is a great task that awaits the five of you. But I have one in particular, which I would like to ask of you, Blaze. She turns and and walks away from you, her hands regally locked behind her back, looking around. And then she turns again toward you. You, Blaze, are a rare bridge between our people. Your father of the woodland elves and your mother, a high elf of Ventaven. And now, in the days in which we live, my dear sister has been taken from us. It is more necessary than ever before that our people mend this wound. Otonia is gone, and there is nothing that I or my brethren can do to bring her back. He lowers his eyes to the floor. But Pelor and Derveter and Atonia have all chosen for themselves for the battle that awaits us a champion. They waited for them to prove themselves in their metal and their worth. Blaze, as you have just said, you have already proven your metal and your worth. As you know, I make no mistakes. You know that ain't true. My lady... Are you sure? I am certain I have pervaded all the many elves and gnomes and others across the face of Monomy, and the one who I believe should step forth as my champion is you. You give me a heavy burden. I will accept it with pride. Before you do, allow me to say this one thing. 
Through you, perhaps we can repair the broken love of our people. Being a child of two worlds, the blood of Fallen Grove and Vintaven flowing through your veins, I believe you can unite our people. But this will be no simple task, and I am afraid that the days of hunting and adventuring will come to an end for you if you do accept this responsibility. If you believe it is the correct choice, I will risk life and limb. I do believe, and I appreciate your devotion. But you must not make this choice lightly, please. I will make it for my lost goddess. For Tonya. Very well. You will be changed, please. My power within you will not leave you the same. Do you understand? I've never loved magic. But for a goddess, I'm willing to do what I must. My power will flow through you, Blaze. As it does, it may be some time yet before you truly comprehend what change it will birth in you. To be my champion means to leave behind what came before. You will never again live a simple life in the forests or on the seas. You will become something new, but you will save your people from the darkness that seeks to destroy it. Do you accept? I do accept. Stepping forward, she places a hand atop your head. She's taller than you. And she traces the back of her fingers across your cheek. And as she does, you feel her power burn into you. Stepping back out from the light gateway inside the chamber of the Elder Conclave comes Blaze Blightwood. He seemed to have only been gone for a moment as he steps back through. But as you all see him, having only known him for a few minutes, you can see there is a glow about him. What color? It's more like a figurative glow. Congratulations. Uh, and as you step back out, Blaze, the, the floor closes and the gateway dissipates. I look at everyone in the room stoically. Mr. Blightwood. My lady. Have you accepted the offer of our goddess? I have humbly accepted the offer. Well then, that is good to hear. Now on to business. And she claps her hands. Someone comes walking over, one of the elven guardsmen, uh, bearing silver armor with the symbol of Provalion on their chest. And they walk up to you, Joseph. Mr. Darkstorm. Yes? You have the item which we need, correct? Perhaps. You can retrieve it. No. You cannot retrieve it. Well, I could. You could retrieve it. With some assistance. Must we always talk in circles? Circles are good. 
You prefer squares? There is an individual whose assistance we require. I will not mince words with you all. Uh, Margaret, we are in need of your expertise. Uh, you see, uh, I need the five of you to travel north to locate a certain someone who can help us. The Shade. He is reclu- Well, <laughs> his name is a, a figure by the name of Zerluin. He doesn't go by that. Some would refer to him, and he may refer to himself as the Shade. Is it Gorvis? This figure is, like I said, reclusive and... Very shady. Somewhat shady. I tell you what, Joseph. Why don't you stop talking for a moment and we'll get those (laughs) shackles off of your wrists? Do we have a deal? Okay. She signals for the guard to take the shackles off your wrists. Thank you, thank you. He resides in a strange place, uh, which only those who have been there or have been invited can find. Mr. Darkstorm here informs us that he uh, has been there, correct? Yes. And you can find it, also correct? Of course. I would like for the five of you to go and convince him to lend us his aid. He is not the sort of man, elf, that I would generally do business with, but in this particular case, we have little choice. I don't see what the big deal is. And what about the other four of you? He's like a pretty, pretty good guy. Good guy. Do you accept this mission? He does good business. This sounds like it's part of the mission I was already on, so yeah, let's do it. And I will gladly help these people and find this Zuluan. Why wouldn't I trust this completely random group of strangers that I just met five minutes ago? Let's do this. I will happily take up the task. I'm not sure why there is one in chains, but some of my best friends have been in chains. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm not in chains anymore. Are you blinded? (laughs) I will do my best to protect you all. I don't trust anyone, but I trust myself to be vigilant against untrustworthy people who may be trustworthy. As I said before, we will need all of you, and your wit is not lost on me, Mr. Sox. But you come at the highest recommendation of your previous employer, and I have heard great rumors of your exploits in Dimmerhold and... It, I must say, it is an honor to have a champion of the gauntlet with us. Yeah, I'm pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> I agree. Serious. Very cool. It is an honor. Why did I bring him back? <sighs> so, so here's what I need. I need you all to travel. We will supply you with whatever uh, supplies or needs you might have. And you will travel to the north, you will have to go through the jungles. And Miss Cavendish, that is particularly your expertise, as you are familiar with much of the wildlife and the creatures and even the indigenous folks of those areas. So that is a key proponent that we need you to assist with, if you are uh, amenable to it. Of course, I, I should have someone take over my classes and it should be fine. You will all need to make as much haste as you can. We are facing a war. Armies will be marching on 
these lands very soon. Our allies to the far north and the east are gathering their forces. You have all heard of Sebastian Blackfire. The crab? Yes. Brackle. All too well. He's a very evil person. I've seen some of the reports. And as you know, he is, or claims to be, and I can confirm to you all, a god. <gasps> a sibling of our own goddess. Although not one of which she was previously aware, he seeks to restore a being of immeasurable power, which, if loosed on this world, would destroy all that we know and hold dear. We are the last defense of Manumi. Zerluin, the Shade, is a key part of our plans to stop the Unchained, this group of wicked men and women and creatures, and to stop and finally destroy the one who is called the Crooked Father. That is all you need to know for now. I need you to hurry. Can you do this? Of course. We will bring his head to you if we must. No, nothing such as that. And trust me when I say that he is a being of great intelligence and more power than you might expect. I need you to convince him to return to help us. And our friend, Mr. Darkstorm, has an ace in the hole if he is not willing to join you. Will you go? Who, me? My companions, shall we? We shall. Come along. Let us go. When you return, please come again to the Elder Conclave. You will find myself here, and we will, of course, reward you handsomely. You better. Sounds great. A job well done is reward enough, but I'll take a reward to help with the battle against evil. We thank you for your service, and pleasure doing business with you, Darkstorm. Get out of my hall office. I'll be back. Well spoken, Brackle. It's a pleasure to meet your acquaintance, he says as he's walking out with them. Likewise. You guys walk out. You're back out in the big, uh, the antechamber, the big vestibule area, and the doors close behind you. I do need to go home and prepare some things for the trip, but, I mean, you're welcome to come there until we leave, until, you know, you can make any arrangements that you need to before we leave. We must move expeditiously. I will happily escort you to your home. I love expeditions. It's a shame we won't be going by sea. Would you say you are a pirate? What? I have left from Brightport. Before on an unmarked vessel. I'm a simple businessman. We're going to get along greatly. Very good. So does anybody need anything before you hit the road? Because Cavendish has got to run home real quick. I mean, I would get all my stuff from them that they took. I assume I have everything. So I'm just going to stay with Margaret while she gets her stuff ready. Shall we meet at a tavern? Can we establish a meeting place? I would like to go to a jeweler and then have a drink. We can leave early in the morning. We can meet at the Cerulean Stag. The Cerulean Stag. I will make my lodgings there. He walks off without saying anything else to anyone. Very well. Okay. 
Brackle just sits down where he's at and starts whittling a stick. In the middle of the vestibule of the, the Elder Conclave, just right there. Just, in this, just starts whittling sticks in the floor. I mean, it's fine. Everybody just kind of walks around you. It's you know? a little improper, but... So, Brackle, you're staying there by yourself? I mean, he's tired. He he didn't get to sit down at all after walking all the way to Vent Haven, then walking through the membrane, through the city, through the antechamber and the vestibule and the stairs. And so this is the first time he sat down in about 36 to 48 hours. Brackle, okay. um, I know you've probably went a long way. Um I have an extra room at the house if you would like to, you know, take a good rest before our journey. You don't have to sleep on the floor. Oh, sure. Then it's settled. We will head out to the house. Okay, so Chris and Brackle are following Margaret? Yeah. All right. Joseph is, you got to get your stuff. Ah. So basically one of the guards um, is like steps out and you tell him, you know, hey, yo, I need my stuff. So he's taking you to go and gather your things. Are you are you gonna you're gonna go meet up with what's his face here in a little bit, right? At the stag? Yes. So you go they take you downstairs into one of the lower levels where they sort of keep, you know, the stuff. And as you're down there, uh, the governess Marleyan actually shows up. She she walks in. I was hoping to catch you before you leave, Doc Storm. I know that you have the amulet. Oh, it's you discussed. Yes. I want you to know that the exchange of such a thing should remain a last resort. Hmm. If the five of you are able to convince Zerluin to join you under any other circumstances, then that is greatly preferred to the bartering of a precious item such as this. Um, I thought you had no use for it. I fully expect you to return it to us. That would depend. On? What you have in exchange for it. Tell me, Joseph. I'm no fool. (laughs) I am quite aware that you allowed yourself to be taken in by our guards. Had you wanted to escape, you could have slipped away without another word. And yet, we just walked onto our doorstep. What is it that you're in search of, Joseph? How did you know? Again, I am no fool. I have been doing this for a long time. I could use assistance. Oh. And also, you know, some boot. Oh. But I am a pirate after all. I mean, businessman. Mm -hmm. Of course. My stash has been blocked by... Ah, these difficult days have caused some trouble for you, have they? Yes. Well, I will agree to help you reach your destinations, if you will agree to work with me. I can agree to that. No double crossing, Joseph. Not again. Very well. She walks out. I had my hands behind my back, and my fingers were crossed. Of course they were. Blaze, <laughs> why are you going to a jeweler? Oh, what's the shop like? Where do I find one? Well, you've been to Vent Haven before. Um, you know, I wouldn't say you know the place like the back of your hand, but you've definitely spent time here. Plenty of time. 
and uh, you know of a jeweler on the northern side of town and uh, you head that way it is a simple shop little corner shop um, sort of normal fare in terms of the like the structure of the building you know what I'm saying it's like a small small structure building made mostly from the same sort of uh, white material that a lot of the buildings and houses are made from around here keep them safe from elements and things but half of it's levitating above the piece on the ground right well no not this piece no this is this is not that fancy or are you looking for something way more fancy I want the fancy. I want the levitating place. Oh, he wants the fancy, boy. Are you looking for a jeweler or are you looking for an enchantment jeweler? A jeweler. Okay. You find a nice place. Okay. It's a fancy place. Uh, It is... The sign is illuminated with uh, power from the lantern. Neon lights. Which is a very expensive fixture. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He's going to walk up. And step inside promptly, and as soon as he opens the door, he's going to say, Hello, Klaus, I have returned. Klaus. Klaus pops his head up from the other side of the, of the, uh, the, the counter. Uh, rock gnome, got a big poof of white hair on top of his head, and one of those, like, monocles that, like, extends down like a telescope. Why well, no, Klaus? You look lovely, my friend. It has been too long. Blaze, what can I do for you? I have another gem, and he sets down a piece of onyx black stone. It's mm. almost perfectly spherical, but there's like a one section of it is raised a little higher than the rest. Mm-hmm. I trust no one in Vinthaven but your eye and hand. Can you make this a perfect sphere, following the dimensions, of course? Of the perfect diameter. It's it's nearly there. Can you help me quickly? I only have tonight. Uh, I surely can. What sort of specifications are you looking for exactly? He he shows him the mm-hmm. diameter that's perfect. He yeah. says it just needs to match. All you have to do is polish down this top piece here. And what might I ask is this going to be used for? Oh, Klaus. You've never got an answer from me. Do you think I'll give you one tonight? I am obliged to ask. He uh, reaches in his pocket and brings out several gold coins and sets on the table and says, You are obliged to what? I'll have it for you first thing in the morning. Ha! There, there. That is what I'm happy to hear. He takes the stone, takes your specifications, and sets about work. I'll be staying at the Cerulean Stag. You can have it ran over in the morning, or I will come if it is not here. Don't run over it. I'll have it delivered at daybreak. That would be a waste. It's a pleasure to see you. Pleasure doing business with you again, Blaze. And I leave promptly. Okay. I don't think he means that when he said it was a pleasure to see you. I think he just means it's nice for you to do work for me again. Margaret. Margaret Thatcher. Yes. You are making your way downtown. downtown. Walking fast. She's homebound. Literally. You cross through... The streets of the College of Magic. <laughs> Is Chris here? Yes. Chris, you are seeing some stuff, my dude. Am I? Floating islands with uh, classroom buildings on them. You see strange architecture that almost looks like buildings turned upside down. And when you step inside of them, the gravity changes, uh, the base of gravity, just all kinds of crazy magical things and, and by the way i mean you're no you're no stranger to crazy magical things in fact some of these things you think to yourselves 
Uh, I think we may have helped with this. Amazing. You're walking through and seeing all those things as Margaret is leading you all to her homestead. Yeah, and the whole time she still has her hands like in her sleeves of her robes and like is still walking very regal, seeing people and like nodding as she goes by. <laughs> it's not too much farther down this path. Does she walk in the way like that you would think she's unapproachable or just friendly? Mm, she doesn't look like a snob. Okay. That, that's what I was She's like, she's just regal. She's like, pro- she's proper. a okay. very proper professor. Proper. Proper. Proper lady. All right, cool. So, uh, any useful knowledge that you have in your professorial station that'll help with their mission? Of course. Um, but, I mean, I do not want to bore you with all the school things, but in the moment, I will share all the things that I, I know. What do you know? Um, I don't want to brag on the things. Uh, I mean, I'm a professor. I've been a professor for hmm, 15 years. What are you a professor of? I am a um, marine biologist, but I, I dabble. I dabble in different things. What led you to our mission here? Oh, I was summoned. That's pretty much what happened. I, I was as surprised as you were, or you, Chris, Have you dealt with the Unchained before? No, I haven't. But I've heard many things. Well, let me tell you, they're a bunch of dinguses. So I hope you're ready to to fight. (laughs) I'm sure if we meet these uh, dinguses, as you call them, we'll teach them a lesson. See what I did there? I don't think they're interested in higher education. Anyways, here's here's my home. Okay, what's your house look like? So... <laughs> Go the ahead. home is very nice. Okay. It's not like a huge mansion, but it is very kept up and I don't know what houses in Haven look like. But it's a very, very nice, fancy house of a professor. It's a nice professor's house. You seem to be a person of means. I get by. My mother should be home. I, I suppose they value knowledge here. They do. Above all. Above all. Okay, you step inside. Yes. It's your house. I know. It's just so. Is your plan? Let me ask you a question. Is your plan for y'all all to go in here and stay there and like this be the thing, or are you just gonna go and get what you need and leave? What's your plan? I mean, I don't care to do either. Come to the tavern. But I mean, we can leave and whatever. But it's fine either way. I don't care to go. It's up to Brackle because he's been traveling. Mother, I'm home. Oh, yes, dear. Welcome home. The uh, summons I got this morning, um, it was uh, to meet these new friends of mine that were going to go on an adventure. An adventure, you say? To meet the Shade. The Shade? Well, that sounds like a shady figure. I thought his name was Gorvis. <laughs> it's like Gorvis. Zaluin. I'm hearing a lot of names. My uh, Welcome. My name is Silana. Uh, welcome to our home. Uh, please make yourselves comfortable. Could I interest you in some tea? I would love some tea. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a glass of that as well. Crumpets. I'm going to go in the shop and get a few things for the journey. For the road. I, I'm not sure how long we'll be gone, but... Um, that was my next question. Well, I, I will entertain your friends, and um, uh, again, my, you, you go do as you need, my dear. Please join me in the kitchen, and I'll set you at the dining room with some tea and some cakes. Yummy! <laughs> I would love some. Pinky out. And, and what is your name again? Brackle. 
Brackle, are you from nearby here? Or are you from Branch? Uh, yeah, Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I'm, I'm Chris. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Are you from Vinthaven, Chris? No. I'm Oh. I'm from up around Dimmerhold. Oh, I see. Yes. Interesting. I've never been to Dimmerhold myself. It it's a great place when it's not being attacked by the unchained and completely destroyed. Oh. Yes, I heard there was Wait, did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. How is that the dwarf place? How's the dwarf god? Is he is he dead? No, he's alive. My goodness. What is this? I had heard there was a great trouble at the, um, oh, what was the name of the, um, oh, the gauntlet, gauntlet of the moon, right? Yeah, that that's the thing. News traveled even as far south as Venthaven that there was a great attack. Did you not hear of this, Brackle? I heard of it. I just wasn't sure the complete outcome. Whenever I called my companions earlier, they they didn't give me the, the rundown on that. Oh, you had some friends who were there? Uh, maybe. I didn't listen. The tea starts boiling. Oh, let me grab that. I'll get it steeping. Did Kjord ever mention Brackle? Yeah, he talked to him on the rock phone one time when you were there. Okay. Remember that? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. So, you had a companion in Dimmerhold. I never went to Dimmerhold. Yes, you had a... So one of your companions was in Dimmerhold. Uh, yeah, he he was there, hanging out with the dwarves. What's his name? I might know him. Uh, Kjorg. Wait, you know Kjorg? Yeah. The people's champion Kjorg? The half-orc likes to smack a pot with a hammer? I was actually part of Kjorg's champion team. Oh. Um, yeah, I traveled with him. I bested him in combat. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> Oh, I did. I, I, I have beat two champions of the gods in combat. Wow. And if this Blaze guy keeps running his mouth, I guess it'll be three. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> is the tea ready? <laughs> the tea is ready. Uh, here is the tea, and there are some... some Ooh, is this crumpets? Uh, some biscuits. Well, biscuits. The biscuits. Brackle just really like crumpets. Are, are they like cookie biscuits or real biscuits? Cookie biscuits. Oh, where I'm from, biscuits are something else, but these look quite delightful. Right, yes, yes. Brand shearings have a different sort of taste palette, but these are more like what you would call cookies. They're good for tea. I do like some cookies as well as tea. I haven't eaten in six days. Oh, my. <laughs> Not sure. So this Kjorg, he is, um, Kjorg is a champion of some kind? Yeah, he's the champion of Paylor. And the people I see. chosen by the god to help fight the well, unchained in the end. So so will he be coming to join all of you on your adventure as well? I, I don't think so. Uh, him and my other champion of the god friend, Mogert. Margaret? They were heading off somewhere else last time I spoke to them. <laughs> yeah, Margaret. We just left Margaret. No. no close. Uh, uh, Margaret, you hear Brackle no, say Mar- Margaret as you step into the room. Oh, I'm... I, I'm right here. I'm not a champion of the gods. No, no. Mogert, not Margaret. Mogert, isn't that like fermented milk stuff? Yes. <laughs> Yogurt. It was her yep. family's favorite snack. This is what Kjord called her every single time he said her name. Yep. Yogurt. Yogurt. I'm so proud of Kjord. So you see Margaret walks out, and she's in 
more of travel clothes and she's ready for the adventure. Brackle, you turn and you see Margaret staying there in her travel clothes. And when you do, you realize this is not the first time you've met Margaret. Oh, you were on the boat. Yes, I... Why didn't you tell me that you were that... Like, you're really dressed down now. Wow. Dang. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I... There's certain standards at the school of Vent Haven. Oh, was Brackle with you on the... Yes, yes. Brackle, please forgive our deception. You see, with all the recent changes in the city, there's been a nix on travel, and Margaret needed to do some research, and so she... Did so under slightly false pretenses. Oh, I'm all about false pretenses whenever the time calls for it. Um, well, please, dear, sit and ha have some tea and some some biscuits before you go. Will you be staying here tonight, or, or are you all leaving immediately? What's what's the plan? Yeah. Our other companions actually went on to the Cerulean Stag. Oh, the Stag. Yeah. Is that like the Autumn Stag? I don't know what that is. Is that an inn? My cousin Jim tasseled with uh, Autumn Stag. No, it is a restaurant in Tavern here, in the northern side of town. It's um, quite good. Is it reputable? Oh, yes, very. They're, you'll find there the more ill-reputed locations of Vinthaven are fewer and farther between. Oh, those are usually more my speed because I get to shank a fool. Nice. I kind of forgot that he's a mass murderer. Well, ever once in a while, a fool does need to be shanked. Mother! What? I'm just saying, there are times when <sighs> the circumstances call for a good shanking. <laughs> You're sounding like father. I don't delight in bloodshed. I only delight in preventing bloodshed of people who don't deserve it. Innocence, you might say. Well, no. I'm not very good at knowing when to shank people. Some guilty people don't deserve it, and some innocent people do. Well, you know, it has been a pleasure making the acquaintances of... And I hope that my daughter will be safe traveling with you two. The safest. No one has ever been safer in all of history. You can trust me with her. I've only let one friend almost die. <laughs> well, she is more than capable of taking care of herself. I guarantee you that. I learned that on the high seas. Thank you, Mother. We will do our best. The tea is delicious. You have... Chris starts walking out the door. You have biscuits and... <laughs> Hibiscus? Oh, Hibiscus tea? Um, you enjoy the time with Solana and, and Margaret. And then the time comes for you all to depart. Where are we going? You are heading north to the Cerulean Stag. What's there? I depart. Yeah. You travel along the streets, and the sun is getting low in the sky. And as it is, there is a, an orangish light that comes off of the arcane bead surrounding the city. The rain is still falling outside, but it's much uh, lighter than it was, and the sun is piercing through in gleaming beams of light. And you travel across the city and you see the wonders as the city comes to light in the darkness. As the sun sets and it gets dimmer, the city gets brighter with the power of the Lantern of Provalian. I love this. The streets glow. The lamplight shines all about and there is a bluish, almost teal color to the buildings as they're illuminated in the power of the arcane magic that rests beneath the city of Provalian. And finally, you come after some walking up to the Cerulean Stag. 
It is a simple building from the outside. You know, it's just white wall built from... There's this material that they use a lot for the buildings here, and it's almost like shell. It's like that sort of a, of a feeling of consistency, but much stronger than that. That's what this building is consisted of for the most part, except for a roof that is uh, the same sort of ocean blue that you see throughout the city as well. And there is a symbol uh, carved into a sign hanging above the doorway, and it is a stag in a deep blue, and it says under its cerulean stag. This looks like the place. You step inside, and uh, there are people there, but it is not loud and boisterous like a lot of taverns that you may have been inside. Um, it is there's, there's plenty of people talking, but they're just kind of talking, you know, quietly and calmly to one another. What's their deal? No, Blaze is playing cards at a table with, with two other elves. Uh-huh. And as soon as the door opens... And a pirate. And a pirate. Oh, yes. Dragonborn. And a pirate. I mean, businessman. Yeah, a, a, a dragonborn businessman. He's playing cards with with uh, Stormy there. Uh-huh. And uh, as soon as the door opens, he goes, Brackle! 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 Come here! Oh, okay, where, where are oh we coming? Gosh. Oh, my goodness. He has a, a pint in each hand. And he like walks one over and like barrels it into your they chest. They come in points. Come on, <laughs> let's lose all of our money. Oh I get God. it. I uh, I, I, I need my money. Well, of course, but not tonight. Uh, here, I'll take out, and he counts out like twenty dollars. Says I, I'm willing to lose this much for a night of revelry. Oh dear. He uh, takes you with the arm wrapped around your shoulder and goes over the table. And I am sorry. But I don't know your character's name. <laughs> Margaret? Margaret. Margaret. Yes. Margaret. I was like, Marjorie? You just said Brackle. <laughs> well, I look different to y'all. I'm wearing, like, it's more of a priority outfit, but I don't even, it's like an aviator. I don't know looking. what you, I don't I don't know what you call the outfit. I don't um, know either, but she's wearing, like, She looks more laid back. She's not wearing the leathers. big fancy robe. She's got, like, pants on now and, like, leathers, and she's got, like, these she's got goggles on aviator her goggle things on her head. She looks a lot more rough and tumble. After he's ushering um, Brack away, oh, oh, my lady, Margaret, here, you must join us. And he's he puts a pint, like, up to your nose. Oh, thank you. Um, Nothing better before an adventure to lose all your money and have a stiff drink. Yeah, as soon as he, like, turns around, she sets it aside, mm-hmm. gives it to someone else. <laughs> also, you can call me Meg. I am honored by your request to call you by a shorter name. Strikes. And he, like, barrel hugs her. Strikes. And, like, starts dragging her over she's, to the uh, to the table. She's not hugging him back. It's very awkward. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> and what's Chris doing? Has Chris slipped into the shadows? Is there an empty table anywhere? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go to an empty table. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take off my backpack mm-hmm. and my armor chest piece. Okay. And with second level artificer, I gain infusions. Uh-huh. So I'm going to turn my bag into a bag of holding. And then nice. I'm going to turn my chest piece into armor of magical strength. What in the world is that? Wow. The wearer can expend a charge to add its intelligent modifier to a strength check or strength saving throw. As a reaction, when it would be knocked prone, the wearer can expend a charge to not be knocked prone. Cool. All right. I'm for that. I nice. like it. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So my strength now relies on my intelligence. That is very nice. Since you're smarter than you are strong. As he is walking Meg to the table, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say that he is part of our party? Are you pointing at Chris? 
Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, he is. Chris is a part of our team. Uh, like, as soon as she says Chris is, he, like, lets go over and goes, Chris! Chris! Come! Let us drink and lose all of our money! This guy really wants to lose his money. I, I guess... He does not want his money. I guess the infusions don't take too long. So after I'm done, I'll stand up. Blaze! 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 What are we playing? I have a lot of money to lose. <laughs> Let's do this. Oh dear, there's two of them. I like the sound of that. I love how short you are. Let's be friends. And I just admire how tall you are. I am down to be friends. So it's a good question. Uh, what, what are y'all playing? Are you playing? Is it like like Texas Hold'em, basically? It's like Dragon Ante. It's yeah. the D&D yeah, 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 version yeah. of cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't oh, know I how to play. I'm not playing. Teach me. How much do I wager? I don't know how to play, but I wager a lot. Okay, I wager everything. I love the sound of this. Including the Crooked Father's Teeth. Oh my goodness. I don't know how to... <laughs> Holy crap. I don't know if there are like any actual like real, honest-to-goodness D&D rules for this, so I'm going to wing it. Are you ready? Let's wing do it. it. Uh, I will be playing two other characters whose names are Jansen and Jensen. Uh, Jansen and, and Jensen will be playing against you guys, and we will just be doing straight rolls here um, on this to see how things go. Ooh. Quick question. Yes. Can I say that I turned those gems that I had from season four in and now have those in gold currency? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. As much as you want. You have some of my cousin? Beautiful. Yes. Basically, you're going to have to think about skills. You can use a certain skill to do this. I would say that it needs to be a, it's going to be a charisma check. Oh, no. Brackle fails. Unless, unless you are trying something different. I would say charisma or dexterity, depending on if you are cheating. And if you are, how you're cheating. Brackle would never cheat. So, Blaze uh, is is going to use sleight of hand. Okay. To Not to put better cards in his hand, but to put worse <laughs> cards in his hand. So that his teammates will potentially win more money. Okay. So, what is, Brackle, what is your plan? You can also just roll it straight. And if you do... Um, then it would it would be like a performance check. I roll a straight flush. Nice. So performance check. Uh, sure. Okay. So go ahead and make that. Three. Total. Total. It was four minus one. Yikes! All right, Jansen rolls. Uh, so who's next? Jan Michael Vincent. On my slide of hand, I got a thirteen. Okay. Who's next? What you just want to roll? You can roll if you're playing it straight. Give me a performance check. If you're trying to slip cards, I need sleight of hand. If you're trying to, you know, do something more charismatic, we could call that a, a deception. I'll play this round straight. Okay, so give me a performance check, Chris. Seven. Is there another deck of cards laying anywhere in sight? I don't know why. Would it be possible to grab them with mage hand and hide them under the table? Uh, theoretically. I want to try to rig my hand with a different deck of cards that looks the same, if possible. It's possible. Uh, it would still have to be a sleight of hand check. Okay. But I'll say you can do sleight of hand with, with your um, intelligence instead of, of dexterity, which means you won't, you're not trained in it, but you'll get your regular 
intelligence bonus instead of gotcha. a regular dex bonus. Give me that roll. Oh, no. That's a seven. Oh, no. <clears throat> okay. So, so far, your boy has the best roll. By your boy, I mean uh, Blaze. And he's trying to lose. <laughs> so, here's what we've got. We've got a six. You are welcome. From Jansen. Uh, we got a three total from Brackle. So Brackle's at the bottom of the barrel. He won. We got a seven total from Joseph. We've got a five total from Chris. And we've got a 13 from Blaze, who's trying to lose. Also, I had a seven uh, and total. We have, yeah. Oh, a seven total. I'm sorry. Seven total. And we have a, we have a 15 from Jensen. So Jensen takes hand number one. Excellent. Excellent. I am very good at this game. Are we, uh, we're doing another hand? Yes, yes. I have plenty more to lose. How much gold are we putting down on every game? Right there, I would say it would have been like one gold. Oh, okay. I'm continuing on then. Yeah, we're, we're going cheap right now. Yeah. I want to do the same thing. I want to roll to lose. Okay, everybody give me your rolls. Meg is just standing by, just kind of... Observing. Observing, seeing the ones who cheat. I got 10 total. Okay. I got 16 that time. I got a 12. I also got a 12. Okay, so the highest here is Jansen this time with a 21. Jeez. Wow. I am very impressed with your skills. <laughs> yes, my skills are very good. I've been playing this game for most of my life, and I have developed a bit of a knack for it. This is only my second time playing. How about this? All in 10 gold each. I'm afraid the night is growing long. <sighs> You're willing to barter? Sounds wonderful. It's a high risk. Brackle, you've definitely exceeded your $20 range. Well, I'm done. Yeah, you- With high risk could come high reward. It could. You're right. Well, I'm back in. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're back in? <laughs> no. Brackle's like, uh, oh. I am nothing if not self-controlled. Ah, folding, I see. Well, enjoy your meal, Brackle. Thanks for the gold. And what about the rest of you? I slam a... I slide 10 gold. I slam 10 gold. <laughs> I slam my fist hard on the table several times. Another round for the team. All right. Is everybody going the same route? Yeah. Meg asked for some tea. The waitress comes by and she says, boorish, isn't it? It is very. All right. Give me your rolls. I roll sleight of hand so that my <laughs> business partner wins. Which business partner are you going for here? Joseph. I don't think he needs your help. <laughs> he got a 21. Yeah, boy. Well, in case he does. So. In that case, I will also roll to win. Okay. Jansen rolls, and it's a bad. It's bad. He's got a bad hand. I got a 20. He's bluffing. Uh, then... Uh, Jensen rolls, and it's better. He's sitting at about a 17. Chris? I got a 10. 10. Okay. Blaze, his hand, it's very good. It's a very good hand. He, he, he thinks he might have this one. In fact, I'd say Blaze feels very confident that he's won. He starts scooting the coins towards him. You lay down your cards? Yep. Yes. I have shown my best hand. Riedelman Wheat. <clears throat> Who's weeping? I am. <laughs> Can I land him? 
Lay down my cards. Oh, well, would you look at that? He slaps Joseph on the back more than once a little too hard. You all play a bit too seriously. I think it's time for me to call it a night. Slides the corns towards Joseph. And, oh, how about another a pint for everyone? 50 gold gets slid your way, Joseph. I just slide it right into my bag. You all get some more food and, and beverage, whatever you'd like, and soon the night is coming to an end. Are you going to be resting here? Yes. Yes. As a team. You all get rooms for the night, uh, an affordable fare, five silver each. Sure. Is that good for everybody? You're- yep. Sure. Yo, hello. You expect that uh, the governess will compensate anything you spend, you know, for the actual stuff. So not for all the food and drinks. But. Oh, yeah, she will. The morning comes bright and early at sunup. There is a knock at your bedroom door, Blaze. And there is a courier holding a small package. I open it. Thank you for your delivery. I open it slowly. And it is a perfectly spherical onyx stone to your specifications. He uh, brings it up to his lips, and it's almost like he's silently talking to it or praying over it. And then he puts it in his bag. Does Meg say that? No, this is. There's nobody else in his room with him. This is. Oh, like, we're in the room. Yeah, you're all in your own rooms. Yeah. You all arise the morning and, and prepare for your journey ahead. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's go. You all gather downstairs in the dining hall. There are some provisions there available for those who are setting out, some small breads and things to eat for the road. You may grab a little snack and head out, and as you exit, the city is just starting to wake as the sun has peaked overhead, and the rain seems to have stopped for now. You can see through the arcane bead. Here comes the sun, dootin' dootin'. You travel north. And as you reach the northern stretches of Vent Haven, and you pass outward through the arcane bead, the jungles of Manumi loom overhead. Oh my. Stretching out over the hills above you as you exit from the great valley of Vent Haven, as its great boughs and trees lean over towards you like hands. That's where we're going to end this week's episode of Make Believe Heroes. Woo! I'm so excited. Going jungle beating, DK style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a, uh, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Make Believe Heroes. This, uh, this party has a lot to accomplish in a short time to do it in. Time to kill everything. Got a long way to go. Sure, time to get there. Oh, we'll get it done. We'll have to find out if they can convince the shade to help them. I'm so excited. We're going to let Gorvis. Did you like me bur- blurting that out? What the shade? The shade? No, neither did neither did Governess Marley. We're going to make Gorvis an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> I liked it, but it was in character, so it's good. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Make Believe Heroes. We will look forward. To adventuring more with you in the future. Much <laughs> oh, love. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Her eyes shift in color 
like the waves of the ocean, and her voice flows like the song of the southern winds. Apple bottom jeans. It is more necessary than ever before that our people mend this wound. <laughs> That's perfectly timed. His cape billows. <laughs> cape billows. That was a big billow. It was. I think Brooke heard it downstairs, and I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> uh, power from the lantern. Neon lights. Which is a very expensive fixture. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Another fart. For the, for the for the books. My uh, my cousin Jim used to go to school here at Van Haven. Uh, did you know him? Wait, I know Jim. No, your cousin Jim did not go to school in Van Haven. I thought he dropped out. No, <laughs> that's not your cousin Jim. Your cousin Jim's just some dude from Branshire, if you recall. No, Jim's Jim. Jim Alil Carth is not your cousin. <laughs> Why not? He's not your <laughs> uncle. Yeah, he's got not no your cousin. brother. He's no one to you. The anger. Uh, okay. <laughs> he has nightmares about you saying Five that. Five years of anger. Slightly false pretenses. Oh, I'm all about false pretenses whenever the time calls for it. Well, the trip was very successful. My name's not actually Brackle. It's Jim. And he tears off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he tears it off. It's Just a purple eyes, cloak. He eyes spins. Everywhere. He throws eyes. up. <laughs> he spins again. He throws up again. Exactly. He throws up little brackles. Right. Oh. <laughs> the safest. No one has ever been safer in all of history. You can trust me with her. I've only let one friend almost die. <laughs> she is more than capable of taking care of herself. I guarantee you that. I learned that on the high seas. Thank you, Mother. We will do our best. We'll see about that. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of mixed signals here. It's a good thing I poisoned that tea you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Is his name Garvey? His name is not Garvey. Oh, it was no! never Garvey. <laughs> never was it Garvey. It's Gorvis, right? Garvey. No, his name was not Gorvis either. His name was what was his name? Garvey. It's Garvey. It wasn't Garvey. It was never Garvey. I don't even think it started with a G. Oh, Always Garvey. been Garvey. Something about the dude with it, the fact that he was gonna die. Young Garvey. Kill uh -huh. Gilman. Because oh, y'all were gonna Gilman. kill the man. <laughs> we're gonna kill the and man. Then he turned into Garvey. Oh, it was Garvey. <laughs> oh, I didn't Garvey. know that he had a G name. And Brackle, who knew him, kept calling him by the wrong name. Poor Garvey here. Garvey. See what happens to Garvey. The Gobba Goblins. Next time. Next time.